Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where we love to inspire and educate other entrepreneurs and business owners uh, by interviewing other other business owners on how they got their start. And, you know, the point of that is to really, you know, anything is possible. You may not be ready for it right this second, but down the road, things may change in your life. And all of a sudden you want to start a business or you want to grow a business and you can learn some tips and tools on how to get that done. Uh, today, I am honored to have with me Nick Ogilvie of Lux Blades. And Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on the show and uh, look forward to it. All right. So how long have you had Lux Blades? I don't really know the full story of Lux Blades. So how long have you had the company? Yeah. So uh, this company I've actually had just for three years. I started off in the artificial turf industry for 16 years. So I just I just changed names from moving from Florida, which was, you know, beach bum to here. So that way it kind of makes sense. It's a <laughs> more uh, a better brand so i'm branding okay. myself a little bit better okay so you so you so you had a company in florida mm -hmm. where you were selling artificial turf too so you just exactly so you rebranded the company yes yes so i've been okay. doing it for 16 years that's a long that's a long time for artificial turf yeah i don't think i ever knew there was like that big of a i mean i know football has a big market in sports <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew because you work, do you work commercially and residentially? I do. Yes. Do? Yeah. So everybody used to think it'd be like the old uh, Brady Bunch turf, you know, when they're doing the uh, sack races and it's, it's a little bit better than that now. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, but what's the advantage of having turf? Obviously you don't need a sprinkler system, which would be a huge advantage for me living in South Florida. Um, but what else are, what's like other key advantages of having turf over grass? Yeah. So you're going to have uh, less maintenance, basically just kind of like a little blow and go and that's it. Um, no fleas, no ticks, less mosquitoes, mm -hmm. the, uh, um, aller you know, no allergies, no high water mm -hmm. bill, no muddy paws. I mean, there's, there's a ton, I mean, and at last, it's got a 15 year warranty, but it's going to last around 30 years. Wow. 30? I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it. Even in like South Florida where there's like so much direct sun and stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And weather, tear, you know. Yeah. yeah? Absolutely. Wow. That's good to know. Yes. And how, how does it hold up under uh, dogs peeing and pooping? <laughs> yeah. So it, it actually works works really well. It's, it's all in how you install it is... The, the key for that. So you don't want to use a, a silica sand to brush into the grass. You want to use something like an Envirofill. It's an antimicrobial. And so what it does is whenever the dog urinates, it goes off of it and it's coated with microband, the Envirofill. And so it keeps your mold, mildew, all that, you know, the nasty smells and stuff like that away. Huh. Learning more about uh, artificial turf than I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's more expensive though, right? Than like regular grass. Like if it, I was going to install, yeah, it's about square three feet. times three times the amount. Okay, so you're really making your money back, kind of over the the long haul of having it versus like the installation costs of it. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. 
And so how did you actually get started in that business? Because that's kind of a unique, well, I see it as a unique business, but. Yeah, it is, it is, it is a unique business. Um, I got laid off from the railroad. I was working for BNSF in Clovis, New Mexico, and I got laid off one year and I needed to know what to do. And so at that time there was a money, smart money magazine and in the bag it had, you know, up and coming things in the next 30 years had the, you know, franchise had little clippings in the back it said franchise click here. And so I did some research and, um, one of the suppliers said, well, we'll supply you the turf, but you need to go and get a hold of this guy out in California and he'll teach you how to install. Cause we won't sell you the turf unless it's your installations are going to be good. So I was like, okay. So I flew out to San Jose, California. I paid this guy two weeks to learn how to install turf wow. while I worked for him for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you paid him. <laughs> you paid him. Yeah. And then I came back to New Mexico and, um, you know, I went through the whole small business develop, uh, you know, small business association association at a local community college there. They helped me with a business plan. And so I had all that together. Then I went to all the banks in, in town and all of them denied me for a startup loan. Mm -hmm. So I didn't let that discourage me. The last guy I went to talk with, I left him a sample of artificial turf. And he goes, what are you doing with that? And I said, you know what? Use it as a coaster, as a conversation piece, whatever. And two weeks goes by and he says, hey, this lady called or came into my office and I gave her uh, your number and she wants artificial turf. And the rest is history. Wow. So you, you never got that startup loan then? No, I never did. I had to. So I started out with a uh, 1998 GMC short wide. And two wheelbarrows and shovels. And I, I wow. did it all myself for a really long time. And then, by the, you know, the, the railroad had called me back. And so I worked from 7 to 2, my turf job. And 3 to 11, I worked at the railroad. So, oh, wow. I, yeah. And then uh, I moved to Amarillo, Texas. And was on, a, a like, a line going from... Amarillo to Berlin, New Mexico, or Amarillo to Wellington, Kansas. And I remember I, a manufacturer called me and said, hey, can you put a bid in for a, a project in Key Biscayne, Florida? It's uh, 13 rooftops, a spa rooftop, a restaurant rooftop, and a guardhouse rooftop. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I put together this bid, and a couple weeks go by, and I'm coming back from Wellington, Kansas on the train. My cell phone rings and it's the guy and he said, hey, you won the bid. I'm like, you're kidding me. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. It's the most money I've ever even dreamed of bidding a job. And so right. I, uh, I, I said, okay. So then I took my two weeks vacation. Whenever it came time to do the job, I took a two week vacation, went over there, did the job. <laughs> and I seen, and you know, the funny thing is he said, I won the bid by $200,000. Which then I knew that uh, wow. I still made, you know, a good a good amount, but to know that I could have made more. So <laughs> I saw that, I saw that the people in South Florida were paying a premium as long as you did a good mm -hmm. job. And so I thought, well, 
Hmm. I always do a good job, try to always do my best and I have a really good product. And so I never went back. I literally called up a real estate agent, sold my house and I did what's, <laughs> I did the, what's called the don't, or I call it the donut, 75, 95 and four. And I just went around the whole state of Florida trying to get jobs and yeah. And so then I found a spot there in uh, Reddington Beach, Florida, just south of Clearwater, outside of Tampa. And mm -hmm. that's where I called home for a while. And uh, yeah, and did a lot of cool jobs. Still doing a lot of cool jobs over in Florida. But now I just live in Texas. Or I live in uh, Salina. <laughs> that's it. So you come, so you have a crew over here in Florida to yep. implement the job? You know, yeah, or so have, do the have, jobs? Yeah, okay. I have three crews over there located in Florida in uh Wachula, which is kind of i don't know how to explain it um it's over by bradenton area kind of more centrally located so it works really well because they mm -hmm. can take um you know yeehaw junction over to uh, the east coast or they can come over to the west coast yeah. so it works out really well okay okay so now you have all right so now you have crews in florida and you have crews in texas yep so your marketing, it sounds like initially was just going around and like advertising yourself. <laughs> what was the, what was your initial marketing? Yeah, just, just, just beating down doors. Okay. So I, what I would do is in that before I had the house, you know, I was trying to find a place to live. I was living out of hotels and I found, I'd go to the Google and I'd write down all the pet boarding facilities <laughs> in that town. So then I knew the next morning when I wake up, I'm going to all the pet boarding facilities. And then I'd say, okay, I hit that. So now all the pool builders. And then once I got that town taken care of, I'd hop on the interstate and go down to the next large town and do the same thing over and over until I started getting a good client base. Okay. Okay. And then, because obviously if you only need artificial turf once every 30 years... <laughs> or 15 years or whatever, right. whatever it is, then you're always having to get new customers. Always. You know, always. it's not like, yeah. like turf or regular grass that, you know, it may, you know, your sprinkler system may go off for a couple of weeks and you're like yards ruined and you know, sure, you exactly. need new grass. And yeah. So, wow. So yep. you get a lot of referrals at this point. I do. Yeah. I haven't, for so long. I, I haven't marketed once in a, Florida in three years and I I do really well there. And you're not even and you're not even physically located there. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean it's it's crazy. I always stay about three weeks three weeks out over in Florida, which is which is crazy. And then you know, you have the snowbirds that come in and I mean start in November, it's it's nuts because they're like, well, can you squeeze me in and get my house ready for the holidays, you know, every year? And it's, I mean, we go just nuts <laughs> until like Christmas Eve. Right. To get all the jobs done so they, they have their nice turf for the holidays. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and what do you, do you cover all of Florida? I do, yeah, I cover all of Florida. Florida or? Yep. Oh, wow. I do, yeah. Huh. Yep. And how long does it take to put turf in? Uh, you know, depending on depending on the size of job, on average, like a backyard average is three days. So it's not it's not too terribly bad. Okay. 
Now, do you find some homeowners associations are kind of anti-turf for yards and the... They are. And so what we have to do is supply the homeowner with a, with a spec sheet and a sample of turf. And so they can give it to their pre HOA president just to make sure that it is a quality product. Because I, And I understand what the HOA is. They don't want anybody right. to put down a crappy product. And I get that. So that's oh, the put, only... Put their own turf down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the only issues I've ever had. We just roll this out for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's someone that's trying to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like me that tries to like seed her own grass. And I'm like, okay, I'm clearly not good at this. <laughs> like, it's clearly not my expertise. Um, so, yeah, uh, I would understand that. And how about historical homes? Is there any issue with putting turf in a historical property? Maybe, no. So I mean, not that. Yeah, so not that your grass is historical, but <laughs> right. No, I've I've done actually. There's a, a beautiful home in Sarasota, the Ringling, you know, Circus was yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. And oh, one of I've been there. Okay, yeah. and one of their homes, uh, I have a customer that they have one of the actual first homes there off of St. Armand Circle. I've turfed their whole entire yard, and so yeah, oh, there's wow. no there's no issues with that. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah, that's gonna be my solution down the road. Uh, I'll have to see how much money I need to like actually save to do it though before there I do go. that. To spend a bunch of money constructing a garage and redoing some stuff in my house. So oh, I gotta wow. reload the. But my grass looks horrific because like I had it, my whole sprinkler system got destroyed pretty much, and I haven't put mm. it back in because I'm trying to figure out. So yeah, I have some dirt in the front yard. I'm like, can I just put rocks down or something? <laughs> that's, you know, uh, something that's like no maintenance. I, like I hate maintaining things like that. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. But maybe one of these days. Yeah, you I'll can enjoy your that direction instead. Well, yeah, I usually hire someone to do it anyway. But <laughs> you know, even that's like a pain in the. Then you gotta get them to do it and do it right and not break the sprinkler heads and you know yeah all that fun stuff so so yeah it sounds like turf might be the turf might be the solution yes yeah absolutely <laughs> down down the road plus we have four dogs so you know, oh yeah absolutely they'd be like what what is this stuff oh they love it they would <laughs> love it and it's funny when dogs get on it they immediately start barrel rolling and it's the it's the oddest thing it's one of the yeah they, they love it <laughs> yeah or if it's like good, like they're like, ah, oh, I can itch here, you know, like <laughs> that's what I wonder too. I have an itch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so you did your own marketing. You don't have to market anymore after 16 years. Now you've got crews in Texas and Florida. Is, is there ever a challenge to managing kind of two different states? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, there is. It's uh <laughs> It's very challenging as far as the the pricing is different. It's um, you know different. There's different yeah. soils here in Texas than there are in Florida, so you know we we have to we have to combat that all the time. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you know, shipping. So it's uh, it's huh. it, it yeah it's there is there's some there's some uh, different you know you have to different uh, figure out creative ways how to uh, get around that so you can stay competitive 
Interesting. So it's your, all your product in Texas and you ship it from there? No. So it's actually in Tampa and oh, okay. I get so it trucked. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. And I get it trucked here. And, you know, last year it was about $300 to get a roll of turf shipped over here to Texas. And now it's about yeah. $1,500. So the shipping oh. company, yeah. So the shipping company is what happened was with everything with the increase going up, they had to, uh, there's uh, like a 47% fuel surcharge. It's oversized load now. They don't consider it a rolled good, which they used to do. Uh, two companies, Southeastern Freight and Express Global, used to do rolled goods. Now they consider it as an over, um, oversized uh, load. And so you get dinged for all of these deals. And so now what I'm doing from Tampa to Dallas is I hire hot shots with, the, you know, with their flatbed. And... I can get like oh. five rolls over here for fifteen hundred bucks. So that's what I do. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you've had to figure out the workaround. Oh yeah. With the the shipping industry, and has turf gone up too? I assume like everything it else, yep. pricing wise. It has went up about thirty cents a square foot. So, and that's and that's one of the reasons okay. why I I really didn't offer or push finance that much, but now like. From here, from so I started in November to, and I'll go to probably March first. I'll offer zero percent financing, um, and then in March I'll switch over and go to two point nine to five point nine. So that way it kind of helps, you know, make the people, you know, think. Well, okay, my water bill's this much, costs this much to hire someone to come, you know, maintenance my yard. So it works. It works well. Okay, so they can pay the turf off then over. What twelve months or no? I, I do five. I'll do five year, five year uh, notes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Right. Yeah. So there's there's actually there's actually <laughs> yeah, well there's actually uh, um, people here that pay whenever they did that they're like, well, that's cheaper than my water bill and the guy have come over and cut it. So and they're thinking, well, in four to five years, I quit paying on that payment and now it's nothing and and they're saving. 70 to 75% on their their water bill, which is huge. Right. Yep. Water bill, maintenance bill, or if they own their own stuff, then, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, gas and all that stuff. So Yeah, and time, you know. Yeah. So it's just no, I can definitely, like, what do you value yeah. your time at? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I finally stopped doing it myself. I mean, I did it myself for years, and then... Well, then I had a garage that was kind of getting broken into and I needed to like repair or, or uh, you know, rebuild and things like that. So then I like got rid of equipment because I was like, well, I don't need to give it to somebody that's going to just break in and steal it. <laughs> <laughs> give it to who I want to, you know, um, as opposed to someone just taking it. So and then I hired yeah. someone for years and years and years. And um, and then they never increased my bill for years. And uh, but then until like earlier this year and then we parted ways at one point and I was like all right so now the yard needs some serious help <laughs> but, <laughs> so now it's back to me maintaining but I'm like you know what it doesn't look that good and it's mainly it's probably mainly weeds in reality it's probably not even grass I don't have a sprinkler system that's functional and so you know I'm like yeah. weed whacker electric yeah. weed whacker like, there we go 
<laughs> so that's what I, that's my current maintenance system, which is, again, it's, it's you know, I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I'm like, okay, this is doable for now. Yep. And then once I'm ready to pull the trigger to something like that, then I'll do that. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, um, I, I will ask the historical people or histor historical city of Delray Beach first before, <laughs> before that, just to make sure. Yeah. Because um, yeah. they control everything about the outside of my house. Now, I can't imagine they would control that. But again, just better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, I don't need them to be like, yeah, you couldn't have put that in. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you sink a so, bunch of money into yeah, it, then they would be forcing to rip it out. Yeah, exactly. That that would be bad. So, um, so now it sounds like you're. So you cover all of Texas too? No. Texas, so I just. Yeah, point. I just do. I I mainly focus on North Texas. But if there's a big commercial job okay. or something like that, then yeah, I'll handle it. Okay. Yeah, because okay, yeah, I'm like, Texas is huge. Oh, yeah. Florida is not, but Texas is really big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. And there's a, a lot of nothing in the middle of Texas. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> um, but so what's been your biggest challenge then in kind of starting and growing this company? Mm. So the funds, right? Funds are always... That's always a challenge um, with a you know with a business starting a business whatever, and and honestly that's just where I told my clients you just have to bear with me it's just it's just me and a helper it's just me um, so I can take some of that money well mainly about eighty percent of that money and reinvest it into my business to get it up and going, and then uh, once you get there then it's managing crews. And uh, employees, and that's that's a challenge. That's a challenge. So there's different, you know. Um, it's just you know something always breaks. Something uh, a delivery didn't get shown up on time with rock. So you always got to have Plan B in your pocket or Plan C even. So uh, that's right. that's that's an that's an issue. So I mean it's yeah. There's there's different issues. Um, one thing that I guess has helped me is, you know, when you get to a financial spot doing the work yourself, you can, what I do is I don't, I don't, I make the, you know, I have the clients pay a 50% deposit. And then after the job's done, we have a walkthrough sheet and I, I don't have the customer pay until they're completely hundred percent happy. And I think that's been okay. one of the best things because never had a mad customer. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that I've had two, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's not nothing crazy. I mean, it's easier to manage when you have a sign off no. sheet and the customer says, uh, I don't like this. And the crew's there. So they fix it. Okay. What else do you not like? Well, I don't like this crew's there. They fix it and, and it's done. So once you're out of that yard, right. you know, it's done correctly and everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think customer satisfaction is a key, obviously, is essential, especially in your business. I mean, oh. where people can refer those jobs and or or go the other direction and basically not refer, which is, yeah. you know, and nowadays with the social media and I mean, I see so much on Nextdoor, so much negative. I'm like, God, Nextdoor is worse than Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. where people are like, 
don't use, you know, whoever, you know, whoever it is, like they came to my house and they did whatever. And I'm just like, people like, really? Like, why don't you put post a Google review if you really have and not just. Yeah. I mean, this could have been a one off situation. I mean, you know, they could be skewing the situation to whatever they're, you know, I mean, you never know what the hell. Yeah. Weren't there. So exactly, you know, the business doesn't even have a, you know, at least in Google, they have a chance to reply, but you know, on Nextdoor or Facebook or one of these platforms where they just skew things out sometimes, I'm just like, <laughs> people, come on. I mean, yeah. unless you got food poisoning or you got, you know, like, oh yeah, it's I've, really not. Uh, I've had competitors on, it's, it's funny you say that. I've had competitors on like Facebook and I, I don't even think I have Facebook reviews on there anymore. I don't think, but they would have someone else write a faulty review and right. it, there's nothing you can do about it. So, and I've been thinking about the whole re- reviews, no. Google reviews, and I, I like Google because like, so you can reply back to it and it, that's good. But yeah. I'm starting something different this year. I'm doing video testimonies. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like that that's going to be the, the best thing because you know you have all these different platforms that you can pay someone 500 bucks and they'll give you 200 reviews and you can blast it on there and i i just don't like there's a there's a local company here that's that does that and it's uh yeah so i'm gonna do video (laughs) video testimonies i think that's more powerful anyways yeah i do too and then you know you can use that in so many places you know you can use it on your website you can use it, you know, just post them individually on social media. You can post yep. them all on YouTube. I mean, there's so many different places you can um, use them. You can, you know, share them in an email, you know, if you send out yes. company emails, hey, let's check out our late, latest testimonial from, you know, Martha or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that's, yeah, I, I definitely think um, that's probably a good thing because, yeah, I mean, there's just so many negative people out there nowadays i'm just like oh Oh, yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah and you know who've probably never owned a business you know and i mean you know you saw it during the pandemic when people would talk about restaurants i'm like okay people like they're understaffed they're you know they can't find people to work they you know get shut down on every whip stitch because you know everything gets well not in florida but in other parts of the world yeah not in florida in texas but uh <laughs> um you know in other parts of the world i'm like and now you're complaining about you know like oh i had bad service i'm like <laughs> like give them a break you yep. know if your food was good you don't have any like you know <laughs> exactly i mean just don't go out then i mean eat your eat at home obviously you're going yep. out because you want <laughs> you don't want to cook exactly so yeah um you know, and I mean, I'm all for like honest reviews on Google or Facebook, you know, any of those, but just all this other complaining can go away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, I think video, um, you know, is a key piece, you know, and now, you know, if you use a platform like a StreamYard or something like that, you can even, you know, do pre-recorded video so you could actually live stream the testimonial. Yes. You know, by using the pre-recorded video and, and scheduling yes. it to live stream, um, you know, which is great, you know, because obviously live streaming gets gets more, sometimes gets more views. Sometimes I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm like, what is going on with Facebook right now? Right. <laughs> I'm still trying yeah. to figure it out. Like what, you know, but uh, yeah, so you can use it in so many different ways and, and 
it's great. But um, so what's been your like biggest success? Because obviously you're kind of in that sweet spot of business ownership. You're like past the 10 year mark because, you know, 97 yeah. percent of businesses fail within the 10 years. So you're past that. You're in that 16 year kind of middle middle ground. Um, you know, what's been your biggest success in 16 years? Oh, man. Probably <laughs> the biggest success is just is just not not drowning, you know, not failing. Um, but I would say one of my most favorite jobs was uh, we were the first ones to build a golf course out of artificial turf. Um, a nine hole really? part three, yeah, in uh, on the south rim of the Paladero wow. Canyon. So that was huh. that was pretty neat. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really enjoyed that. Got you know, I love golf. Golf's a passion of mine. So that was I was really really fortunate to be able to do that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a golf course at Saul. Maybe I have. Not that I play golf that often. <laughs> That's probably why I haven't seen a golf course at Saul Turf. But, uh, um, but you know, but that's kind of a cool, cool claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And you. Yeah. And uh, do you can you think you're gonna continue this business for long? You know, like longevity. Like, what are your what are your plans yeah, for the I, future? I don't, I don't really have an exit strategy in place yet. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I plan on I plan oh, on doing it. You're still relatively young, so. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had a oh a financial advisor asked me so well when do you want to retire, you know, and I said I don't plan on retiring. Cause I, I literally enjoy what I do. So if I'm able to do it, then, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't really plan on retiring. I, I, I honestly love what I do. Well, and I think that, you know, I think that's the entrepreneurial dream of, you know, if you can find something you're passionate about doing or you love to go to work every day, as opposed to, you know, starting something that you could care less about because you think it's going to bring you some cash, you know, yep. or, or going to work for someone else. And you're like, just clocking in and clocking out. Um, you know, that's the entrepreneurial dream. And they always talk about, you know, the dream. Well, the dream's really that it's not just mm -hmm. owning a business because I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to this, you know, there's times when you're like, shit, why did I start this? <laughs> why did I start oh, this company? Man. Yeah. You know, like probably early on in your journey of like, yeah. Oh, Man, maybe I should just keep stay at the railroad full time, you know. Right, right, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, skip, and skip this, be so much easier, you know, because yes. you're working two jobs at this, you know, to build the company. Well, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's the the dream, and I mean, especially if you can have crews where you don't even have to necessarily, you know, you can just manage the whole thing and kind of yes. keep get yourself out of it. Yes, um, absolutely. You know you know, then, then why not, why not build it and grow it? And, you know, you could go into more States if you chose to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's funny because people have asked me, they said, could you do a franchise? Would you want to do a franchise? Would you want to do uh, anything like that? And it's just, you know, it's, it's one of the things I would love to kind of get in that sector and franchise it and, you know, you know, all of that stuff. But at the same time, I, the quality how can I make sure that the quality is there? And that's, that's what stresses me out because I, I want every job to be perfect. So. Right. Well, and I think, you know, I mean, obviously the, the goal of franchising something now, obviously you hear the nightmare stories about it 
too on the other yeah. side of it. But, you know, the goal is, a, you know, here's the processes, here's the procedures, here's the whatever. And, you know, here's your business in a box and, and you follow the guidelines and you follow the success plan. But I mean, it sounds like in your case, in the turf world, it may be, you know, if you have to do something different in Florida versus Texas, for example, um, you know, then obviously your success plan would have to be, okay, if I'm going to do a, a franchise in North Carolina, for example, like what's the soil there? What's the, yeah. you know, what are the challenges there with laying turf and put, you know, have more differentiation in each franchise. And I don't know if that's, I don't even know franchises that do that. I'm sure there are, there have to be some out there well, that, yeah, there's, that do there's, it, but. There's a few that do it, but you know, the thing is, so that's kind of why I started a, a master class. So, you know, www.turfedu.com is a masterclass that people can get on and I'll teach them what I've known, what I've, you know, figured out in the past 16 years. And so that's kind of my way of okay. uh, helping others out and, uh, you know, do do live Zooms and stuff like that. To, if they have questions, questions, answers to help them and, uh, you yeah, know, to try to combat that if someone's in Burlington, Vermont doing a job or someone's in Los Angeles, California, you know, find that, find that place and help them out. So. Okay. So you do that for free? No, no, <laughs> no. So it's, uh, say, yeah. it's, it's, it's three months and, uh, it's huh? nine, 9,997 nice. bucks, but, uh, they're going to make at least a hundred K if they follow my, if they follow my, uh, okay. my deal, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So you're, you're just doing it a different way. So instead of franchising, you're yep. just building, building other businesses. Exactly. A different way. Exactly. So, yeah. And if you like to teach, I mean, sometimes that's a better way to go anyway, because. Oh then, yeah. You know, you have kind of a hand in it and you can, if they need to troubleshoot something or, you know, they have access to you and. Yes. And, uh, which in franchising, I don't think they would. So. Right. And it's a lot of fun you know. too, you know, watching people, watching people from zero going up to, you know, I mean, I've had several, several uh, success stories and it's just, it's awesome watching people, you know, go in with, yeah. like I did, right. With a pickup and some wheelbarrows and now they have a house on the beach, you know, and it's just, it's incredible. <laughs> right. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, startups are probably my favorite industry to, not industry, but, you know, group to work with. I mean, I do business coaching with, specifically with startups, you know, are really new to business, um, business owners. And, um, but then obviously the marketing side goes across kind of all the, you know, you could be in business for 20 years or you could be in business for no years. If you need a new website, then we can do that. Okay. But, um, but yeah, the, I mean, I love seeing kind of like you, the, where they have nothing, they may not even have a name. Right. Know. Right. Like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you build the brand, you build the site, you build, you know, they start doing their, you know, whatever they're doing service or product yep. and you see the success. Exactly. And you know, there's times that I've actually had to tell people I've given them their money back and said, look, the area where you're at, you look at the median income and you're like, yeah, this, this is more for an affluent, you know, it's not going to work. 
So, you know, right. I'm just really straight up honest with them. So. Yeah. Well, no, and I think that's, that's good too, because, you know, not all businesses fit all, all places in the world. And, and, yep. um, you know, obviously you can't do it online. You know, I mean, you can do what you're doing online as far as teaching, but you can't sell turf. I mean, you could sell turf, no. but you know, you can't install online. So, no. you know, so. that'd be nice if you could though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's push a button and be like, installation complete. <laughs> go to Google Earth, draw it out and say, bam, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, see, you know, that's gonna be your next project. Figure out how to create. <laughs> There's got to be an app for that. There's got to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how do you, since you're covering kind of all of Florida and a good part of Texas, how do you do proposal, like individual proposals for mm -hmm. people? I mean, so, do you actually have someone that goes to each of these homes or resident uh, or commercial. I, I mean, obviously, commercial would be a little bit different. But um, so you do even even for residences and things like that? I do. Yeah, I'll have someone go by and take measurements and then I put them on my uh, my program that shoots out, you know, the square footage and break it all break it all down and then send it to them. And then if they say yes, they click approve and then it immediately goes to the scheduler and puts it into schedule into the queue. So then that that way the customer knows when the project's going to start or around about because you know you do have weather issues so uh, what do you mean weather issues come on <laughs> you know after it, it's like three or four o'clock weather <laughs> the downpour <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah yeah well luckily i'm out of that right this second so right <laughs> i'm in the perfect weather sector exactly today so i was like what is that it's boots weather for today, you know, it's in the seventies. <laughs> so yeah, since I got to go networking later, I was like, Oh, I can wear boots today. <laughs> it's a good day. It's not going to be 85. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to throw the boots in every once in a while. You know, it doesn't happen very often in uh, Florida and South right, Florida, right. especially. So, um, so what's next? Obviously, you created the course, so you have you've come out with a book too, right? Yeah, I've got a couple books. Um, I got one it's called okay. uh, "Understanding Installing Artificial Turf," and then um, I just released a book two weeks ago called "How to Sell Artificial Turf." And so I'm going to yeah. come out with two That's more cool. books by the end of the year that I'm working on right now, and. It's, wow. it's basically just, you know, um, like I, I tell people in my class, it's all about content and building the content. So, yeah. and, and then you help people along the <laughs> way. Right. So, and that's, and that's all I'm doing is just, it's just, you know, I'm building content, but at the same time putting in things that are factual and it will help people. Right. And then, so what's next? So you got two more books coming down the road in yep. 2023. Yeah. Two more books. Yeah, two more books, and then um, looking about, uh, I've got one SKU number coming in. It's you know strictly my turf. I'm looking at getting three more, and so basically um, creating my own line of turf, and uh, I think that will be that's going to be a huge, a huge uh, sector that I think I can uh, yeah do well in. So it's uh. It's a whole different ball game, though, because you got to know tariffs uh, <laughs> and stuff like this. Oh, 
Yeah, it's but uh learning experience. <laughs> so you're importing. Like, oh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to import the turf, and so but then you can sell it to other turf companies, and too, Correct. right? Correct. Exactly. So and other installers all over stream. Yes, and other installers all over the country. So okay, it's it's just it's a oh, process because everything that I do, I want to get it tested and engineered to make sure that it's going to you know be good for them. Right. Right. So what's been your like? key like over your 16 year career in turf i mean what's what's helped you the most you know i mean some people go to conferences some people read books some people you know listen to podcasts and i mean or a combination of all that type of thing like where what have what's helped you the most over the 16 year period so i would say what's helped me the most there's 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 a few factors one is um you know, my papa being uh, being a uh, rancher and farmer, knowing what hard work is, and always always on the grind. And then my uh, other two grandparents, uh, one was a mechanic and the other one had a dry cleaners. And what um, what they would do, you know, it's just it's customer service. And so I always thought about customer service from the get-go but not only that customer experience so now you hear a lot of people talking about dxp customer experience well i was doing customer experience before customer experience was a thing and um you know another person that taught me that was uh uh one of my old bosses phyllis and when i was going to college she was uh my boss at a hotel and in the hospitality industry we we're the only four-star hotel between Dallas and Denver in Amarillo, Texas. And so we would have some elite guests and stuff like that stay there. And it was like, we were always top notch, like the doors were brass. So we're always taking, you know, barmaid, I think is what it was called, and shining up those doors, making sure everything was tip top shape so that every customer had that experience when they walked through the door. And so that's one thing that I contribute probably 100% of my success is to customer experience okay even in the turf industry huh yeah yeah absolutely so like i had a customer um two weeks ago he broke a flag stick on his golf or his dog did on his golf green and he's like hey can i get this you know eh, like 65 bucks and he's like hey uh, it broke i said no problem i got you covered and he didn't pay me 65 <laughs> bucks i just went and did it for him but that's you do that okay. because maybe you're not marketing, but you are because now you've done that for that guy, right. that customer. Now he's talking, man, yeah. Nick came by with a brand new flag stick and didn't even charge me, you know, so. Right, right, exactly. It's marketing without having yeah. to, you know, all you're doing is spending $65 to put a flag stick in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever your cost is. Yeah, and I always, I always had, this is, it's kind of funny because, Everyone said, you know, everyone says, well, how'd you get into sales? And how, you know, I'm just not a salesman. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you are. Everybody's a salesman. Everybody can be an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. And they said, they said, well, why is that? I said, well, when you were a baby, what did you do to get food? You cried, right? 
So you so learn selling. There's ways <laughs> to get what you need. You just they're all subconscious. Right. So it's just yeah. Yeah. I tell people if they have a dream, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I I mean I uh I think you saw that. I was just at Grant Cardone's uh 10X business boot camp over the weekend um that he did uh -huh. like a three day conference and you know, obviously he's got his own big sales program that people can at Cardone University that people can log on and learn all about selling. And yeah, his sales team, I'm just like, Jesus, you know, they sell without selling. Like there's, yeah. you, you can tell they're selling something to you, but you're like, they're like, oh, but you get all this value basically. I mean, cause they're like, oh, you get this, you get this, you get this. It's not just, you know, you go to the website and, you know, pay for whatever on their, on the sales training. Um, He's like, no, you get the, you know, it's all about that create, creation of value and the, you know, like you said, the experience, um, you know, but because he, he paid to have snacks there the entire day. I mean, like this, you know, you go to those conferences and they're like, they have water in the morning, you know, and like some pictures and then they you know, maybe have a, a little coffee in the morning and they stop that because, you know, that costs a lot of money and, and that's about it. So I had brought my snacks with me because that's tip, my typical conference is that. So nothing wrong with it, but it is what it is. And he had like, you know, bottled water there the entire day. So it wasn't just like a pitcher of water. It was like bottled <laughs> bottles of water and then coffee and tea throughout the whole day. Like he had a full thing of snacks, including fruit and, you know, different bars and things like that. And uh, that's awesome. You know, so again, it's that experience. Yeah. Um, you know, that he's creating uh, with the bigger conference. So, yeah. And, you know, one so, of the yeah. things that, he's so successful at with his, with his salesmen, they're all a product of the product. They all believe in it. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you are a product of the product and you believe in it, that it will work, it just passes it on to other people. So you're like, wow, Nick really loves his turf. So then, you know, I think right. that's huge. Yeah. You are correct that, you know, selling is all like we do selling every day. You know, it's just, people don't realize it. I mean, I literally, I talked to Jack after, after I came out of this conference and he's like, I said, yeah, I'm going to put a, cause I've just never done this because it was me and, and Jack. And then, you know, obviously my, the team that creates stuff, but I've just never put any kind of targets in place or anything. I said, yeah, I'm going to be putting, you know, you and I are the salespeople. I'm going to be putting, you know, these targets in place. And he's like, well, I'm not a, I don't, you know, I don't sell. And what do you mean you don't sell? Well, what are you going networking for? What good is that? Like, I'm just spending money, like sending you to like a groups and things and you don't sell. <laughs> like what's going on with that? So, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we had this whole conversation. I'm like, everyone sells. What do you mean you don't, you know, or you're not good at selling? I mean, everyone sells. I mean, I said, how did you, he's got this big job. Otherwise I would have taken him to this boot camp too. You know, that he's at today, but he was at kind of over the weekend and, uh, I said, how do you think you got that job? Oh, well, I did it three years ago. I'm like, yeah, but the first time you did it, because they do this international violin contest every three years. Um, so this is the third time he's done it. So I said, the first time you did it, you had to sell to get it. It's not like you just said, you know, the good thing is they were, you know, she knew us. But yeah, I mean, she knew who we were because like a mutual friend. So she did come and ask for a proposal, but I'm sure she asked for other proposals. I said, you sold that. And then they liked what your work was and now they come back. So, you know, yep. that's 
how sales work. <laughs> you know, so however you get yes. in front of the person, it could be mutual friend, it could be a referral, it could be you meet them at a networking thing, you know, could be any of these ways, yeah. but you're still selling. <laughs> so, but, yes, yeah, and absolutely. I got this big thing about that. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, so many people think selling is a bad word. So it's, you know, because you go to the Right car here. dealership and they do the hard sale, especially the ones that don't really sell well. Um, yeah. You know, cause there's good selling and there's not so good selling. Yeah. So, you know, but you are correct. Um, but as we start to wind down a little bit, the one question I ask all my guests is if you had one tip to give to someone who wanted to start a business. So any kind of business that either you learned along the way, or maybe you, you know, or maybe you knew it when you started the business and it's really helped you accelerate the business. What would that tip be? So find your target audience and find their need and fill it. That's it. Okay. That's good. <laughs> it's I mean, a simple it's, formula. Yeah, short and sweet. Short and sweet. And people like to complicate it. Yeah. People like to complicate yeah. the formula. But <laughs> you know, it's like everybody tells me, Well, do you do landscape lighting? Do you do this? Do you that? I'm like, I could, but I'm really good at what I do. And I'm just gonna stay in my own lane. And to me, that's the you know, too many entrepreneurs. I see this with landscapers. They oh, I can do a fence. Oh, I can do this, or I can do irrigation, or I can do, you know, but do you do it well? Right. Is it XYZ's fence company, or is it XYZ's landscaping company? That's where you need to define yourself. And so I, I just think, right. be really good at the area you're in and own it. You know, write the book. Do what, it, I mean, own that spot. And like I tell people, I'm not the cheapest, but I'm the best. And I firmly believe that. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's why I would say just, just stay in your lane, get you a niche and, and, and do it. No, I think, I think that's an important lesson because I mean, even, you know, Cardone's people talked about, you know, before you, if you, if you're going to start something else, you know, make sure, cause obviously they have kind of different businesses that all can integrate with their 10 X brand you know, make mm -hmm. sure it's fits into the big kind of the big purpose for the, you know, the overall company and yep. make sure the one part is at a hundred percent, you know, like that it's self-sufficient and it can run without your need, you know, your need to focus. I mean, obviously you're still focusing on it, but um, you know, where it's not just like two startups that you're starting at the same time and then nothing goes well, oh. <laughs> you know, like you said, you know, yeah, you own, own that, you know, but it, that's what you're essentially doing because now you're starting your own turf brand. You have the course. Yep. So everything's along that turf line. So, um, yes. you know, whether you're installing it, whether you're teaching other people to install it or whether you're selling the turf to installers, <laughs> you know, it's all right. It's all lined up around that need exactly. of turf. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so now first it was the need for customers. Now it's the need for installers. And that's yeah. That's what it is. Yep, exactly. Makes the marketing messaging mess, message very easy. 
It, oh, yeah, it does. And I can keep everything on a secondary level like you're supposed to, right? So it's just like short and sweet. It's great. <laughs> yep. Yep. So if anyone had any questions, either someone in Texas or Florida that maybe wants turf or someone that maybe is looking to get into installing turf or, or starting their own company in that area, what's the best way to connect with you? So the best way is going to be www.nixbizcard.com. That's N-I-C-K-S-B-I-Z-C-A-R-D.com. That'd be the best way. Because it reaches me on all platforms. There we go. I recognize that. <laughs> I wonder who did that. <laughs> when my other guests had uh, had used that as like the, she's like, well, you can either go to LinkedIn or you can go to Charlotte's BizCard. I'm like, okay, we'll go to Charlotte's BizCard because yeah, LinkedIn can be, you know. <laughs> well, you get you, it gets lost that. in the shuffle, right? Like right. that's the thing is, whereas this is essentially, there we go. Yep. Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, joining me today, Nick. I knew very little oh, about turf. Me, what, what it is. Someone behind me put some in. I was like, oh, look, it's turf. <laughs> I, was like, I was looking at it. I was like, is that real? <laughs> no, it's not real. <clears throat> but I appreciate you uh, educating some of my viewers on kind of how you've gotten started in the turf and business and then obviously how you've been able to grow it in the different avenues, you know, including the books and the course and the creating your own turf brand. Cause I think it's inspirational, you know, in 16 years in, which mm -hmm. to some may seem like a lifetime, but it's really not that long in the world of business no. ownership, you know, considering most no. businesses, you know, don't make it past the 10 year mark. So you've made it past that 10 year mark, but you're like thriving past the 10 year mark as opposed to like just surviving. Right. Yeah, so. exactly exactly <laughs> so thank you very much um for joining me and everyone thank you for watching the dream plan start grow show again my name is allison turner i love working with entrepreneurs and startup companies so if you have any questions for me you can go to my website dreamplanstartgrow.com i do offer a complimentary um consultation if you want to get started in business or maybe you're newer to business to kind of help you start the right way and save some of the headaches that some business owners have when they start a business. Thank you for joining me again and I look forward to seeing everyone the next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.